Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here as always with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Rapidly approaching Happy New Year to you, to the fam, to the Fasting for Life fam out there as well. Hope it has been an incredible holiday season for you. Hope that you have been continuing to listen and take actionable things that you can do to remove the stress during the holiday season and really focus on what matters, which is focusing on the experience and getting together with loved ones, et cetera. Mm. So today, Tommy, we are going to continue the holiday conversation, and we want to use this as a springboard for 2024 as well. So it is a day after Christmas, yep. and um, you might be you know, waking up on the right side of the fasting bed. You might be waking up on the wrong side of the fasting bed. <laughs> or heck, you might not have even made it to the fasting bed. Maybe you're under the bed hiding. Maybe you're mm. in the corner in the chair with a sheet over your head, depending on how in terms of your fasting and your weight loss and your health have gone over the last 30 days. And I want today's conversation to be really encouraging in that no matter where you're at on your journey, just keep going. Keep taking mm. steps, keep taking action. It's not always going to be perfect, but we do want to wish you the best and the happiest and the merriest of holidays. And we want to go through 10, 12, maybe 15 things. It depends on how many will come out. We've got a big list we highlighted of things that you can do to manage a holiday, right? So we've got mm. two of the big three behind us, right? So we've got Thanksgiving and we've got Christmas behind us. We still got New Year's and that really falls in that 40 days and 40 nights. And we've been talking about the research about the holiday weight gain, et cetera, and how we yeah. don't want to be the crazy uncle, you know, showing up, weighing his food at the holiday gathering or, you know, saying no to everything and just, you know, staying home and abstaining from all of the fun stuff that we can do this time of year. So I'm excited to kind of break down these things because this can then be applied to any event on the Hallmark yes. calendar. Yeah for the remainder of 2024. So hopefully it'll lend some perspective, Tommy. Yeah. And I'm excited to kind of unpack this. You know, we'll see how many it ends up being right? 10, 12, 15 <laughs> things that you can do to make any holiday a success. I love the fact that we can apply this to spring break, summer vacation, business yes. trips, you know, and just any, you know, anniversary trip. It doesn't really matter, but any potential time during the year could, could potentially derail or make it to where, oh, I guess I'll be starting back over on Monday or after the trip's over or insert XYZ here because I've done it for sure on the, on the kind of diet yo-yo roller coaster. So adapting this into a lifestyle means not every day or every week is necessarily a 10, but at the same time, I can minimize the feeling that I need to start over. And as I can do that, then that lends itself to greater consistency, which then improves my results over time. And that's what we're, that's what we're here for. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to CDH 1959. This was five-star review that came through. Yes, thank you. Uh, and it just says, so much encouragement is the title. I love listening to Dr. Scott and Tommy because they have lived 
the way of life, this way of life, the IF life, excuse me, yeah. forgot how to read today. They're encouraging and knowledgeable, it keep it up guys. So this, I wanted to highlight that just because of the encouragement piece. So we know during the holidays, Tommy, sometimes there can be some you know, additional stress, some loss of sleep, some more opportunity, some stressful situations in terms of friends or family. There can also be loss and grief sure. where you know, personally for my wife this year, this is the first holiday where her mama, her grandmother is not going to be with us. She passed away earlier this year and that was the woman who raised her. So mm -hmm. as we have gone into this season and now through the holiday season, there's been times where we need to take a step back and pause and be like, where is this anxiety coming from? Where is this, you know, because there's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves to, to make the holidays all special and perfect. And, you know, yeah. we tried doing read a book every night. <laughs> new tradition every night, wrap 25 books, read a book every night. Oh, wow. With the kids. So we had some Christmas books and we bought some others and, you know, some nights were a major success and other nights I was like, who wrote <laughs> this book? This book should never be ever read again because this book is terrible. And like, and then there are other nights where the kids are fighting and it's, it's not perfect. But if right. you are going through the holiday season and you, <clears throat> you are dealing with some feelings and some grief, hopefully some of these tips can also help you manage those decisions and take some of that pressure off because mm -hmm. we know that that's not an easy thing to handle this time of year as well. Yeah. And if you want to reach out to us, feel free. Info at BeFastingForLife.com. Shoot us a message. We'll happily reply. Mm -hmm. Wow. Love it. Yeah. When we get into strategies here, like what you just talked about, what I heard there was there's a matter of kind of being easy on myself and what we like to to call allowing language, like using Ooh. allowing language for yourself, right? So that you can also go into the meals and the opportunities with the, hey, I'm going to allow myself to enjoy this. I'm going to allow myself to not feel like I'm just being restricted or on a diet right now so that I can go into this this meal or this opportunity, this get together, this holiday without feeling deprived. So that's not a reason for me to overdo it or permission to to just kind of you know like a like a feast um dissociate or, 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 from my right. from myself and just go you know, go hot yeah. wild. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Right, but but I also don't have to feel like oh my gosh, like I'm trying to maintain this strict diet throughout the holidays. Okay, so when we kind of merge those two ideas right there, we can find ourselves in a spot where I'm empowered. I know I, I can I can make good choices, but I also don't have to feel like I'm doing something that I might feel the need to like have uh, like some sort of binge rebound behavior later or fear of missing out. FOMO can be a big thing, especially yeah. if you're if you're trying to like overdo it during a, a very busy time or a demanding time like the holidays can be. Or having to start over, right? Mm -hmm. Or using yeah. food as comfort because we talked about that grief or loss situation, right? Yeah. So all of this stuff is allowing language when we're talking about these things in this time of year, right? So I love that mm -hmm. starting point. And if we're speaking specifically about like, you know, some additional food for thought, but I'm ching, mm -hmm. you know, we want to be fast, fasting lifestyle, insulin friendly lifestyle. This one meal, let's say that, that you had yesterday, or maybe mm -hmm. the one that you're having the day after Christmas, because my family back home, they do breakfast. Christmas Day, the, the 26th, everybody comes over and they do Chris, like a post-Christmas little breakfast get together. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then maybe, you know, hey, New Year's is right around the corner too, right? Mm -hmm. So this one meal, right? This opportunity is like one out of a thousand that you could potentially have over the course of the next year. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, like you don't get to practice holiday eating all that much. Never mind holiday fasting or yeah. holiday don't break the first two rules of fasting, oh, right? So you only yeah. get a select few times throughout the year to practice this, which is why 
this place of grace is really where I want to make sure that we started today. So I love that that's the first place you went. Yeah. And as we come into those actual meals that we, okay, we, we brought our mindset with our allowing language, right? But also wanting to practice our fasting lifestyle and maintain a fasting lifestyle throughout these holidays. Okay. okay. So I want to make some decisions about my plate. So a little bit of forethought and planning goes a long way. So as I'm going into each opportunity, I'm going to be a little bit more mindful than maybe I would during the rest of the year and go, okay, let me make sure that let me have some idea of what I'm going to eat or at least what's going to be available. If there's something that I know I don't want to say yes to because I just don't need it, doesn't serve my long-term goals, or maybe it's been a slippery slope in the past, something that if I if I have one, I'm probably going to have three or four, or it's going to be tough to say no to something else, or I'm just not going to feel great tomorrow, whatever that might be. I want to kind of put that into my, into my plan for the day. Like, okay, th- this is going to be there. So let me break my fast intentionally, prioritize the protein and like, like, let me put the proteins and the vegetables first on my plate so that I'm not feeling like, let me break that fast sooner like that so that I don't feel tempted to grab more of the kind of appetizer-y, crunchy yep. kind of stuff, right? Give me the meats. What's that? Yeah, Arby, Arby's. Yeah. We have, we the, have meats, the meats, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Put the meat, build your, yeah, put the meats. Meats are first, right? Go for it. Get a little bit larger portion. We tend to under-prioritize protein, mm-hmm. right? And then do the non-starchy veggies, the green bean casseroles, low guys, et cetera, et cetera, right? All the berries and apples and all that stuff. Great. It's great. Right. Low glycemic, right? If we're absolutely talking about keeping the main thing, the main thing, which is insulin, blood sugar, like we talked about on the previous episode where we're setting ourselves up for a metabolic state where we can lose weight moving through January and February and not being 50 to 90% of the population that ends mm-hmm. up gaining weight this time of year. And then it stays with us the remainder of the year and we never lose it. We want to be, you know, just looking at those portion sizes. And I'm not saying you, again, allowing lunch, you, you can have all of the food you can eat. There is no good or bad food on any given holiday, mm. right? But a little bit to your point, Tommy, of like putting, you know, that prioritization on those less blood sugar spiking foods. And yeah. the third one then is talking about those portion sizes. The third tip to this is, you know, proteins, veggies first healthy fats are great, but then that portion size. So if you want to increase the portion size of the meat, then decrease the portion size on the other stuff. Mm. Just don't pile it up three feet high and then go sit down. <laughs> and then and then come back for more, right? As if I've, I've never done that before. Right, so, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask my wife about the con bars. This Uh-oh. Year. That's okay. Almost, if you're listening. Okay. Smaller portion sizes, when we're putting our plate together, okay, so the cool thing is if we're not stacking our plate high, which I used to tend to do more, then what we can do is we can leave a little bit of space on the plate. And the cool thing about that is it it makes for another actual decision necessary to get up from the table and then go back to get more food. If if we really want it, it's going to put a little bit more time in between the food rather than if we're stacking it high right on our plate, then I don't have to go anywhere for it. And then it it, it happens a lot faster. you know. So, so that's good. It gives you a little bit of, of a time buffer between those additional servings, a little bit of a, okay, am I really hungry? Do I really want more right now? And so it mm-hmm. kind of slows you down, which is a really important thing. And I like the idea of this swap portion size too. So give me some more of the meat. Mm-hmm. And if I'm really big on like, let's say the, I don't know, you call them candied yams. I don't know what that <laughs> is, but like we have this sweet potato casserole that we love. And I think there might be some marshmallow in there or something. And it's yeah. just fabulous. Like I'm going to want some more of that because I don't get that very often. So guess what I'm going to leave off? The potentially dry cornbread stuffing that I really mm. don't like, but I just yeah. eat because it's part of the process. Right. right? So you can also <laughs> portion swap too, which I love because it's like, eh, give me a little more about, give me a little more of that. 
right? And mm-hmm. I need a little bit less of that. Like the cranberry sauce that has the whole cranberries in it. Get out of here. Right. No. It's Thanksgiving. It's one day a year. I'm having the organic, no high fructose, jellied cranberry sauce that you have to jiggle out of a can. That's going mm-hmm. on my plate. Okay? Yeah. No, it's you, not a lot. You can, you can have mine. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is, uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is, uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days, in some cases up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors and we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. <laughs> Just a little bit. That's all I need, right? And then this leads right into tip four, which is leave some space on your plate too. Right. So we're still talking mm-hmm. about portion sizes where I like to think of it the way I ate growing up, which is my food couldn't touch. Mm. Right. <laughs> because that insulates me from just mindlessly sitting there. Cause we know that the research shows the bigger the group, the bigger the gathering. If you're alone, you eat less, mm-hmm. but you typically just mimic what's behavioral patterns of what's going on around you. Yeah. So if you're around a lot of people, then you tend to potentially <clears throat> eat even more. Right. Right. And. You know what? If you're sitting here going, none of the, yeah, whatever. It's just one day. Great. That works for some of y'all, mm-hmm. right? Do some fasting leading up to and coming out of the holiday or any life event moving forward in 2024. Great. That works. But what works even better for me and what I found is making some intentional choices and moving the needle in these more subtle ways as well, because then I 
feel better. The worst thing I ever can remember on the holidays or life events or vacations or cruises or anything I've worked really hard to lean out to go on like the honeymoon, right? And all Mm -hmm. that stuff is once I get on the other side of it, it's like, oh, gloves are off. Yeah. Tough to get back. Yeah. And we want to get off of that yo-yo type mindset. So I don't like to feel overly stuffed or overly full growing up with allergies and asthma, not being able to breathe well. It reminds me of that like, yeah. Right. The shortness of breath. Like that, oh, like Darth Vader uncomfortableness, sure. right? And I don't want that, right? Because it's the feeling. We want to feel good this time of year. We want to enjoy the holiday. And ultimately, the next day when you feel like that is a lot more difficult as well. And then tip five, Tommy, we've talked about this before, is if you eat in a different order, right? Put the double serving of the candied yams or whatever the heck it is. <laughs> For me, it's the sweet potato casserole. Put the double mm. thing of that and then leave off the leave off the stuffing. But guess what? I'm going to eat those last because that yeah. can have a 30 to 40% decrease in blood sugar response. Yeah, it can. And, and, and that's, a, that's a really, really good point because it's like everything that you bring in to your plate is going to have a macronutrient component. It's also going to have a time component too. So when we can compartmentalize and put things, you know, on a plate or within a relatively short period of time, then we don't have to maintain those increased insulin levels for longer than necessary. But at the same time, if we can tweak the order of how we're actually eating, like break our fast with something that's like, you know, maybe we can put in some nuts or some crunchy vegetables, something that's going to be very low blood sugar and insulin inducing, then we can put behind that some proteins and then some vegetables and leave the the carbohydrates, the things that are going to tend to spike our blood sugar and our insulin the most, put those later on in the meal so that my blood chemistry is always is already kind of adapting to the situation. It has less of a overreactive, overcompensating spike in blood sugar and that which leads to insulin. So so that's a really good way to to kind of compartmentalize that. And you can go a, a step further with that by using a little bit of apple cider vinegar after that meal too, which then tends to blunt that blood sugar response even a little bit more for a day like a like a holiday celebration. I like to do a little bit on the front and the back end of that meal as well, just to kind of prime the pump, remind myself about my fasting lifestyle and the fact that I do want to compartmentalize this insulin spike. And I'd I'd like to take any little lever I can to kind of control it. Yeah. And that kind of encompasses like this little group of three that we're here, that we're in right now, right? I don't know what number we're on, five, six, seven, eight, whichever it is. I lost track. But the whole eat your starches last, then the next one is the tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, and then the walk post meal, right? Mm, All of those kind of fall into these optimizers. I don't like the word hack, but ultimately that's what it is. It's a blood sugar hack. You are going to be decreasing that blood sugar response. You're going to be decreasing that turkey coma. You're going to be decreasing (laughs) the potential hangover. You're going to be decreasing food or alcohol related hangover. Mm. You know, so tablespoon apple cider vinegar, starch last, cold resistant starch even. If you're going to have leftovers the next day and having a second serving or a second period of enjoyment around some of those traditional things you don't eat year round, right? Remember we talked, you don't get a lot of practice of holiday eating or event lifestyle Mm -hmm. eating all that often, right? So we want to use these events and these opportunities to think and be present and learn how we're feeling through the process, which is really great for long-term adaptability of a fasting lifestyle. For sure. And then the walk post meal. I mean, this has been incredibly powerful for me, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes, if it's cold as heck, right? Then, you know, get crazy Aunt Sally or, you know, Uncle Joe. They're willing to bundle up, get outside with you, go down to the basement, walk on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. Um, Just take a little bit of time and prime and prep, you know, your physiology to give you the best benefit for the effort that you're putting forward. Yeah. And 
if you think about that walk and how important that is, and that's kind of the opposite of the insulin coma that we think about for the holidays. It's, it's not related to the turkey. It's related to the amount of food and the amount of insulin response that we have to, to um, actually process you know, that food, especially during the higher rich, higher fat, higher carbohydrate foods that we tend to bring in. So if we're going to be bringing those things in, back to the, the time compartmentalization of that, I like to have the dessert without putting too much time in between the meal and the dessert because right. I don't want to I don't want to wait to have more capacity for more dessert if I'm going to have it then let me take advantage of the one insulin spike I don't want it to go another few hours because I waited for those desserts and I also don't want to have twice as much dessert because I I waited to have more kind of space to feel more comfortable in my stomach right so bring it with you to the table with your plate and, and you'll have a better time feeling better afterwards reducing that feeling of insulin coma and then being that much more likely to take that post-meal walk, which is where we can see a drastic decrease in in that ultimate insulin spike and blood sugar spike, right? Yeah, it, they've all worked. When we're looking at these next two tips, Tommy, I want to go, I'm going to flip them, right? Mm -hmm. So tip number nine and tip number eight, we're going to switch. And I sh we should have mentioned the, the hydration one earlier on is put some boundaries you know, around your trigger foods, or your sweets, right? Didn't say completely remove them, the foods that you want to enjoy, put them into your window today, right? But staying hydrated is incredibly important for those cravings. I know for me, when I get up and I do my hydration protocol, I've got mm -hmm. my LMNT shout out, click the link in the show notes, you get a free sample pack. Mm -hmm. When I get my LMNT or my Redmond salt in or my trace minerals in consistently, I notice that my cravings for those more craveable stuff, for my salty, snacky type behavior that I typically experienced mm -hmm. over the years, later in the afternoon, into the evening, post-dinner, when I'm hydrated properly, I mean, it's way less. So yeah. especially on holidays, like starting the day with proper hydration is so stinking important. Yeah, it really is because we know that most of our salt is going to come in from the food that we eat, especially right. if we're not if we're not deliberately supplementing with salt. So being very proactive with that means that you don't have to crave as much food because mm -hmm. you know there's there's this there's this connection there subconsciously. So it's it's really interesting how that works. It's a that's a powerful needle mover right there, which also can lead into the alcohol portion of the mm. holidays, which I want to touch on briefly as well. Because when I'm making food choices and I'm trying to compartmentalize my insulin spike. Well, alcohol matters because it's going to bring in additional calories. It's also going to hijack what the liver needs to do to actually process all of the macronutrients that I'm bringing in. So understanding that and not breaking my fast with an alcoholic beverage, but instead being a little bit more strategic about breaking my fast going into a holiday celebration and then compartmentalizing the alcohol as well, which means I'd rather have a drink or two over a one or two hour period rather than just kind of sipping on something like all throughout the day. It's going to be tend to be better for my uh, my insulin response and my my liver actually being able to get back to what I want it to be doing, which is ultimately getting me back into the fat burning process as quickly as possible. Yeah, two things here I just heard was one is possibly um, well. There's two things I want to talk about right now. One is distance between bedtime. So mm -hmm. for uh, me. Yes. Alcohol is much less a part of my life these days. And three kids under seven, being hungover as a dad, having crappy sleep, it's just not in the cards for me right now. 
So it's very few and far between, even less than date nights these days. And I just know how I feel and what it does. Now that I have a whoop and a CGM, I can actually see what it does. And I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> ah, ah, that is not what that was a yeah. very bad sound for a podcast. But the reality, <laughs> that's what like my gut does when I think about it, right? So distance between that time. So I prefer to eat earlier. And if I am going to have a drink, it's earlier in the day because then my sleep isn't as affected, which makes mm. the next day that much easier to stick to Good my point. fasting windows. And then there's one thing around sweets and desserts that I want to mention here. So this is like tip 10.5, maybe tip 11. I don't know. I lost track. But say you're at grandma's house and they've got three desserts and grandma's mm -hmm. trying to put a piece on a piece of each on every plate. Mm -hmm. Ask for them to go. Mm -hmm. And you have the ability to use something that's called delayed gratification. And it is incredibly powerful as a tool when used properly for long-term weight loss success. Take the stuff home, get some leftovers, put a piece of pie, and guess what? Maybe bring your own container. I don't know, put it in a Ziploc. Who cares? All like, right. Grandma, I'm stuffed. I'm going to bring it home. I want to enjoy this. I want to enjoy this, this now, right? I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah. And now you've got delayed gratification and you've got something to look forward to tomorrow night when you got leftovers. Nice. Right? So we're just talking about sustainability, right? We're talking about long-term. We know mm -hmm. that the weight we gain statistically through the holidays is something that we keep with us. So we want to talk about long-term habit change, long-term adaptability, right? So using these types of things on weekly, you know, Sunday fun days or holiday events or barbecues or kids sporting events or professional sporting events, anything, any type of holiday, right? Anything in 2024 that falls into the Hallmark calendar, mm -hmm. these things can still apply to set yourself up for success, to know that you're still on track, right? And we started with this allowing this grace kind of mindset because, you know, if we're looking at like kind of an overarching theme for this would be there are no problems, there are just opportunities and there are mm -hmm. no stop signs, just guidelines. And this one meal or this one thing that you might be putting a little extra pressure or this one week or this 40 days a year, right, which is the holiday season, right? Over the course of the year, there's thousands of these different types of opportunities. So how can we get more practice in? Well, it's being intentional. It's being in the moment. It's using the delayed gratification. It's bringing home grandma's pie in a Ziploc bag. It might be mm -hmm. messy. Who cares, right? <laughs> but really focusing on the intentionality of when you're fasting, when you're breaking your fast, how you're breaking your fast, the optimizers that you're using during that time, and then ultimately the intention behind you know, what you're going to do the next day, the following day, and some of those foundational fasting habits that combined with these tips that we just went over can really create some sustainable change. Hmm, love that. I also love the fact that if I'm using if I'm if I'm using a balanced kind of allowing language framework for myself going into the holidays and I get to think about these holidays a little bit differently because I've spent a lot of time white knuckling holiday diets, you know, my diets during past holiday seasons. Yeah. Extra cart treadmill sessions. Cardio. Night, right? Yeah. Let me do some cardio on Christmas Eve. That sounds like a lot of fun, right? So I you know, so I can earn that that pie tomorrow. Yeah. Not a lot of fun. Also not really physiologically effective either. Yeah, so, we're healthy from a mindset perspective. Right. But but nonetheless, I've done it. And but the, the cool thing is here bringing a different mindset with my fasting lifestyle and into the holidays means that I can also 
give myself permission to push myself when I, I feel like, hey, it's the holiday season, but I don't have anything going on this week or maybe for the few days around Christmas or you know uh, after before or after Christmas. So if I want to set a little bit of a longer fasting timer or if I want to hit some new fasting goal, maybe it's hit my first 20 or my first 24-hour fast the week before Christmas, that's great. And I could allow myself to do that even while I'm also allowing myself, hey, you know what? It would be nice if this was the first year that I didn't have to feel guilty about what I ate at Christmas time or felt like I was just totally derailing myself, kind of knowing that I, I was getting off off track during the holiday season. So I like that for a juxtaposition, a bit of balance too. I get a better mindset coming in and I'm going to end the holiday season with better physiology and likely be closer to my, my weight and my health goals than when I started the holiday season. So I'm going to encourage everybody to also like think about the next way that you want to push your fasting. And if you haven't got gotten started or if you haven't downloaded the blueprint to fasting yep. for fat loss, go grab that because that's that's a great thing to to have with your balanced mindset going into the holidays. Have some strategy to push yourself to the next level at the same time. Yeah, I'll just say coming out of the holidays, right? So it's it gi it'll give you the strategy to be like, all right, some things went good, some things went bad. 2024 is right around the corner. Literally, the next episode you listen to from us is going to be in 2024, right? Right. So yeah. it's like, what's my plan? Well, if you already got it, go get it again. If you haven't looked at it in a while, great. You value what you measure, you measure what you value. If you haven't looked at your bank account and you're out there spending, well, maybe you're not going to have enough to pay the mortgage. You got to check the balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. So get plugged in, head to the show notes, click the link. It's free. It's 20-page PDF. It gives you some of the what, the why, but it also gives you some fasting schedules on things that you can just take the thinking out of and be like, all right, I reflected on the holiday where New Year's is right around the corner. Boom, New Year's. I want to hit the ground running. As we talked about in last week's episode, fasting is incredibly powerful. You get the benefit. Even if you're not losing weight, you get incredible physiological benefits from it. So regardless of if it's been an incredible 40 days, well, we're almost at, it'll be 40 days and 40 nights on January 1st, right? Wherever you are or whenever you're listening to this during that time frame, you have the opportunity to do the 1% better the next time, the one decision better the next time, the one pushing mm -hmm. your fast, like Tommy was saying. What is your plan? Putting a little bit more of intentionality into it, giving yourself a little bit more grace. But definitely, if you're looking for some fasting schedules or for some momentum, head to the show notes, grab it. And then you can also join the Facebook community, the Fasting for Life community. That link's in the show notes as well. Come on in. We know January is gym membership season, is right. New Year's resolution season. Not that we believe in, in either of those two things, but we know that motivation is typically high this time of year coming up. So we want to support you the best that we can. So we would love to see you inside of the group, Tommy. And I just think that's 2024 from Fasting for Life. We have some really cool things that we're working on and some things that we're continuing to build out to... Yeah to deliver additional support and adaptation of a fasting lifestyle because we truly believe that now that we're, you know, 3 years into this coaching challenges rapidly approaching three and a half million downloads on the podcast, which we are incredibly grateful for each and every one of you listening in. But know that we're still on this journey with you, that we're on a mission to empower people, to teach people that they have a choice when it comes to their health and their weight loss. And it may not be the standard operating procedure that you see around you, but fasting is something now that is becoming a household name. And we just want to support you on this journey. So grab the blueprint, head to the community, Tommy. I want to wish everyone listening a happy new year that's coming up right around the yeah, corner yeah, and just excited for what's to come, huh? Yeah, so am I. It's going to be an incredible year. And 
it starts today, whatever day it is that you're listening to this, you can think of one or two ways to push yourself today and to start getting in the reps that lead to the habits that are going to also ultimately lead you to your long-term success. So there's no time like the present. Absolutely. Love it, sir. Can't believe it's going to, next time we record, it's going to be 2024. Ah! All right, y'all. I just uh, just thought of uh, Macaulay Culkin in uh, Home Alone. We watched that for the first time this year where he puts oh, the aftershave nice. on. That's, yeah, that's, that's, the that's the image that just went through my head when I said, oh best. my goodness, it's 2024. Lots more coming at you, Tommy. Appreciate the conversation and happy new year to everybody once again. And we'll see you in 2024. Happy new year. Thanks. Yeah, bye. bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.